Welcome, welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric. I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's up? Where we review the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. I'm not sure why I'm screaming, but let's go. Okay, Ron, this is week number three of the football season, two games down. Uh, we're going to first, before we get into it, like we usually do, we're going to go and talk about top news for this week. And this week we have five QBs that went down, Ron. What do you think about that? Yeah, it sucks, man sucks for most most of them some of them uh, might be like minor injuries i don't think we know a lot of the details yet for some of these guys but you know for uh and then in some cases you know i think fans are actually happy that that their number one went down and they're anxious to see like you know justin fields play for example well we know andy dalton is down and now the fans get what they wanted yep uh, be careful what you wish for, by the way. Yes, be careful what you wish for. Uh, two, I went down for Miami. Is that what Miami wanted? Uh, Miami, is that what they wanted? No. Um, I think they are cons- were a little bit like up and down as far as like what they feel about Tua. So th- I think this is a, a, a potentially a big setback because you need to see him on the field to see what you what you got and. Um, you know, but I think they'll feel confident. I think Brissett's backing backing him up, so they'll f- feel pretty confident with uh, Brissett if he gets like a full week of practicing and all that. Yeah, I like I like Jacoby Brissett. He, you know, he used to be with the Patriots and then he left. Uh, then we got Tyrod Taylor went out for Houston. Is that going to change that fan? Uh, I mean, I don't know who's a fan of the Houston Texans, but they're obviously in a completely rebuild year, regardless. Um, I feel bad for Tyrod because it, it seems like every time he's about to take the reins of some team, uh, you know, he gets hurt or it's just something crazy happens. So this is just, um, you know, it sucks to see him uh, see that he went down. Especially this week because they go against Carolina on Thursday and Carolina is looking real good. But now the Texas, Texas won't have uh, Taylor. And Taylor was playing good too. That's what sucks. You know, I think he was like ten of eleven before he went down, and he played pretty. You know, they won the you know week one, so you know that this obviously uh, is bad for that team. What about the calls? Went went down. What do you think about that? I think it was a matter of time. You know, with Wentz, uh, he's injury prone. I'm waiting for the same th- you know same thing to happen to Garoppolo at some point. You know, you know the guys who are going to get hurt every single year. Wentz is one of them. He somehow uh, was able to. Um, what, what was the in- injury like? The ankles, his both ankles, them, both of them. That's you know insane. I don't know how you do that, <laughs> both ankles at one time. Um, but that one was di- disappointing, and I think we'll talk a little bit, hopefully, about the Colts, and because that was my upset pick for this week. Oh and, yeah, we'll get to that. And um, you know, for him not to be able to to play that last drive. Um, 
that that sucked. You think that hurt them? And uh, the last one with your your team Pittsburgh. Now they, it comes out that Big Ben is hurt. Yeah, we uh, don't know the extent of the injury. It's um, it seems to be something that might be just minor, and it, it looks like he'll just play through the pain. Um, you know, that certainly doesn't. You know, I, I had after this week's performance. You know, I'm not going to be any less confident with this injury in in, in him. So, um, you know. I'm, I'm sure he'll get through it and be able to play on Sunday. So, yeah, I think some of these injuries were, like, foreseen, especially when it comes with the Colts. Mm -hmm. uh, but other injuries, maybe Big Ben was due to age. He's getting, I mean, he's getting up in years. Uh, but we'll see. Top news on September 21st, 2021. All right, Ron. So we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They played the Falcons. They beat the Falcons 48 to 25. Tom Brady looked spectacular. What did you enjoy about that game? Um, it was over pretty quickly, I guess. Um, you know, Tampa came out and did exactly what I, I thought they would do. They put up, you know, 40 plus points. Um, you know, well, I don't think it was over pretty quickly because they made it 25-28 by the fourth quarter. Yeah, they, they got kind of lazy, you know, in the fourth quarter, but they eventually put the game away. I don't, I don't think you ever felt like Atlanta actually had a chance to win the game, not from what I was watching. Um, it didn't look like Atlanta could ever stop, you know, the Bucks. If the Bucks wanted to go down and score, that's what they were going to do, uh, whether it, you know, it was a touchdown or a field goal. And Brady had... You know, five more touchdowns. He, you know, looks impressive. Like I said about these, these the weapons that he has, and then they actually ran the ball a little bit more. Uh, probably not enough, but you know, the running backs look really good. Um, you know, they're 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 the real deal. They're the top team in the NFL. Now I see the thing. This is the thing about the Bucks is that they're definitely number one, and I think that next to the Chiefs, they're like one and two as far as offensive goes. I'm just a little bit concerned about the defense. Are you concerned about the defense at all? I mean, giving Atlanta 25 points is a lot, but then they gave 30 points to the team prior to Atlanta. Yeah. And then they gave the team Dallas, which has a pretty good offense. They gave them 30 points. So is that concerning you at all, or, or is it just we're going to give you 30 points no matter what? You got to... We're going to outscore you, so it doesn't matter? Well, the injuries is concerning. So they lost, uh, I forgot who the the other defensive back was. They were already playing without their strong safety. So, you know, you, you if you start to have um, some injuries at one position, which they're starting to accumulate now, um, quarterbacks going to be able to, like, you know, throw throw on you. And, and just go back to, like, preseason and, you know, and what I was saying earlier. They got gashed a little bit in the preseason. And I think the injuries uh, had something to do with it. So, yeah, the defense probably not going to be as strong as what I initially thought, uh, you know, when I was looking at the team, just because of uh, the attrition with, uh, with losing some of these guys. But I did hear that they um, they brought in Richard Sherman, I think it was, and they're taking a look at him and may potentially sign him. So, you know, hopefully that, that'll help. Yeah, because they, they're going to need a good defense. They're playing the Rams next week. 
Uh, they're both undefeated. It's a 4:30 game. Uh, who do you like in this matchup, Ron? So this was a game in which, uh, originally going back to like our preseason picks, I, I have them losing, and I still think that you know it's going to be too much to ask them to fly across you know the country um, and face a really good team and expect them, especially with these injuries in the secondary, to pull out a win. And um, I was looking at the odds earlier. I don't know if you have them, but it was basically a pick 'em game when I looked at it. Um, uh, the odds right now, it yeah, it's one one point, so it's a pick 'em. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna say the Rams are gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna change my 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 vote. I'm gonna say the Rams are gonna win this game, uh, and it's gonna be 28 to 23. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now the over under is 55 points so that that goes to 51 28 to 23 i don't i don't think um i don't think i, th- I still think the bucks are gonna score i don't think tom and, and the team is gonna go be able to to just drive down they're definitely not gonna be able to drive down and just score at will like they did against uh atlanta or dallas um it's gonna be a much tougher defense that they're playing and again, and again this is their first road trip, I believe. Yeah, so first trip uh, on the road. So, you know, um, we'll see. Yeah, this is uh, one. I think they lose because this could be also a trap game I, for Brady anyways because he's looking ahead. He's looking at that New England game. I mean, you know, Brady's a professional, but I think that the Bucks. this is going to set the blueprint for next week. So if the Rams... And, you know, pressure Brady all day long, they're not going to score 30, 35 points. Yeah, and it'll be so. I don't think it's a trap game. I don't think they're going to look past this team. They got a tough, you know, tough schedule this week. They're going to be focused on the Rams. Um, I am interested to see, like, what kind of game that they call on offense because, you know, to your point, Brady can't. I don't think he's going to be able to sit, sit back there and just throw it. So they started to run the ball a little bit more. Um, this past week, I think that you know the Rams. I, t- I told you last week, if if there's one area that they can be be beaten is is if you run right at them, and um, so hopefully um, the Bucks do that a little bit more and can control the game a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think um, it's going to be you know Stafford is just too good, um, and he's going to be able to, to to put up a pretty decent uh, game against our secondary yeah so i got la winning 24 21 but i don't even think that 21 points the bucks get i think they get around 17 but i'm gonna stick to 24 to 21 because i really 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 like this la team um so yeah i really think that this is gonna be their first true test of the season well we talk about having a true test uh the pats beat the the new york jets at home 25 to 6 i actually saw this game this was a uh, total defense defensive domination but offense for the pats was not dominating what do you think ron yeah, a little bit disappointing um, in the Patriots' offense. I thought they should have taken more advantage of uh, some of the opportunities, you know, with the turnovers. Um, I'm going to look at my initial 
prediction. So the score you said was 25 to 6. I said the Patriots would score 27. It'd be 27 to 9. So I was actually pretty close. But, um, you know, what we thought would happen with Wilson getting overwhelmed by uh, Belichick and that defense is exactly what happened. Um, you know, we saw, you know, Damian Harris, uh, you know, had some really good runs, uh, ran well. Mac Jones, again, um, was extremely efficient. Looks like 22 for 30 for 186. You know, um, that's efficient. That's managing the game and doing what you want him to do, right? So, you know, it's exactly what I thought. Now, if, if you need, if you ever, if the Patriots, they're not a team that's going to be able to catch up from double digits behind. That's just not them. But they're, they're going to be in every game that if they can control the clock, control um the running game and 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 that that's exactly what they did so um it went as as i expected yeah i mean i was off by one point 24 to 10 uh i gave new york one point extra but they looked awful Mm -hmm. and the other thing is like this team i can already see that this team is not really gonna if they score more than 25 points a game it's a miracle Against bad teams, yes. Against good teams, they're not going to score 25 points. It's all on defense. Basically, they're going to play defense the hardest they can, control the ball, and have the quarterback do. Because if you look back at the Brady years when he first started with the Patriots, he wasn't no spectacular quarterback that he is now. He did exactly what the offense told him to do. He did exactly what Bill told him to do. Yeah. And it, Mac Jones kind of fits that frame. This is exactly why I compared Mac in his situation to what Big Ben went through his rookie year when he won the Super Bowl. Because he, he wasn't asked to come in and throw 40 times. You know, he was asked to come in and, and manage the game, uh, make some throws when he needs to, but really turn around and hand the ball off. Um and make sure you don't lose the game for the team. So I think these are similar situations where, you know, Patriots defense is that, you know, is, is pretty dang good. Um, and, you know, their offense is, is good enough. Uh, and especially if he's, you know, being efficient with the ball. Again, he didn't make 200 yards. I don't think he necessarily will need to. Now, if he goes against a team like the uh, Bucks in a couple weeks, um, you know, they're going to have to score. They're going to have to figure out how to score. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think they should be pretty happy with what they what they have at this point. Yeah, I think I think it's a good team, but it's not like a playoff win the Super Bowl team. Right. Um, I don't think that they're going to have a losing record, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Not the way... You know, because I think that Bill Belichick is taking it back to the old school, like defense first, offense second, and that kind of flipped nowadays. Now is offense first, defense second. So I just don't see it. Even though they have an easy schedule, I just don't see it. But yeah, if the formula works, why why fix it, right? And what sucks, um, they should be two and zero. They blew that Miami Dolphins game, in my opinion. Um, you know that, that that's a team they should have beat in my my eyes, and they kind of they blew that game. So, but they're they're not in terrible shape. They're one on one. So are the Bills. Um, they're in pretty good shape. They just need to like win the games that you're supposed to. 
No, they're not in bad shape. Uh, they play the Saints this week at one o'clock. Uh, what do you think about this game? Do you think the week one Saints show up or the week two Saints show up? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I was really disappointed with what the Saints, the effort that they put out there. And I, don't get me wrong, Carolina is a really good team, um, and I still have some faith in in the uh, the Saints to to turn things around. Their Saints defense is really good, so that's not going to be the problem. Uh, it's going to be the Saints' offense. What are you going to get? Um, I had initially Saints winning the game in the preseason. I'm not changing my mind. I think the Saints are going to win this game. But I think it's going to be really low scoring, like a 20-17 to 17 game. Yeah, this game is going to be interesting because I think that the Saints' defense is good. And the New England Patriots' offense doesn't like to pass. Or at least when it does pass, they're not a good passing offensive line they they're a great running offensive line but not a good passing offensive line they they definitely mac jones got hit a lot in the first two games they got he had nine hits the first game like almost eight hits the the next game he's just getting hit left and right every time he drops back he's making good decisions but he's not giving enough time and the saints defense is no joke especially that front line they're three points favorite it's gonna be closer than that um i give my prediction for next week saints versus new england uh i pick new england to win 17 to 14 only because i don't trust winston at all i think he he can be there one week and missing the next and he's on the road and it's not cross country i think teams overall figure out the whole like oh we need to leave early or whatnot i don't think that matters as much because look at the la the las vegas raiders well, they're 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 two and oh and they they flew across the, the land just fine but it's a change of your routine for the week right it's different in terms of when you're traveling out for example uh, I think they usually go like on a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then just being in a different environment for, for that Saturday and it's a Sunday. Um, it's different. Now, the, the the biggest thing, obviously, with going on the road anywhere, that regardless of how far the location is, is just dealing with the fans now in the stands. So, you know, for James, going back to what you said about Jameis, yeah, I don't know if he's someone you can always trust. You know, he's always been up and down. But this is the wrong matchup for him to be facing coming off a loss, like going against a good defense and a, and a Belichick defense. You know, it would not shock me if he has another poor performance and he's forced into some horrific Jameis type throws. Um, yeah, this game is going to be interesting. Um, uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be uh, on the uh, track, track in this game as it goes along. Uh, the last game that we're going to take a look at is the Raiders against the Steelers. What happened, Ron? You have, I know you took notes, so what happened? Yeah, I took a lot of notes in this one. So, um, the, the offense once again, um, came out extremely flat and they played flat the entire game. Um, and you know, I'll talk about that a little bit more, uh, but the defense, um, same thing that happened last year. They are starting to get some injuries. So before the game even started, we were down Joe Hayden. 
uh, and we were down uh, Devin Bush. They got injured in practice uh, on Friday, uh, so they were unable to play. And then um, to lose uh, Watt and then to lose, um, uh, I think our other defensive end got hurt. But yeah, he's uh, gone Lula. for the year. Uh, well, Lula, our defensive tackle, um, he's done for the year. But um, Highsmith got hurt. Uh, that's who got hurt. So we lost both our, our pass rushers. Um, you know, on de- to lose that many people, I mean, that many starters, forget people, but that many starters on defense, um, I think it was too much for to ask the team to kind of keep um, Derek Carr and that Raiders offense in check, especially if you're not sustaining any drives, which on offense, uh, going to the offense now, uh, they weren't doing. So if, it's, if, if there's anything I'm really disappointed in with this uh, Pittsburgh team, um, it, you know, is what I've seen so far. And, and I was so frustrated on Sunday because, you know, and it goes back to like what Big Ben said, like before week one, you know, it's going to take some time for us to gel and all this other crap. Well, if that's the case, make sure your ass is playing in preseason. You know, that's why I say to that. Make sure everybody's playing in preseason so that when week one starts, you know, you can't use that as an excuse. It's going to take us some time. No, this is a regular, this is a season Yeah, now. you shouldn't say is we need time to gel. Yeah. And, no. And they looked, um, I mean, it's not all on Big Ben. He does not look the same. I told you, like, he is unable to uh, work within the pocket. He's just not as mobile as, as he used to, to, to be. So you can't ask him to, to take, uh, you know, snaps on their center, which is a big part of what they need to do if they want to run the ball effectively. So he's not doing that. He's playing out of the shotgun. Part of the reason he's playing out of shotgun, by the way, is not just because he's not mobile. It's also because that line is not trustworthy, and they gave up some sacks. Um, 39 you know, yards rushing is not going to cut it. Yeah, they, they gave up some sacks. They had uh, some more penalties again, uh, that offensive line. So um, that's definitely concerning. You know, they're, they're a young group of guys. Uh, they're trying to figure it out on the fly. And um, with a quarterback who isn't really able to do the, the things that you need him to do to run that offense effectively. Now, were there some good things? Yeah. Um, you know, Deontay uh, Johnson is a, is a stud uh, at receiver. Um, Harris finally, you know, he had a decent game, didn't run the ball well, didn't get that many touches. Uh, but when he, you see what he can do when he catches the ball out of the backfield, he's just, he's the real deal. But we got to figure out. Um, how to score more than freaking 20 points uh, in the damn game. Well, I, I watched some of this game, and it was kind of helter-skelter. It was really ugly, and it's hard to determine who the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Are they a passing team, or are they a rushing team? It's 10 carries for Najee Harris, not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I, you know, I, again, I'll... I'll Go back to what they said in the offseason. We want to be a more balanced team, right? Uh, the owner supposedly said you better draft a good running back and you can't finish in last place or, you know, there'll be consequences and all this other stuff. Well, it's great. It's good. It's it's one thing to go out and actually draft players. It's another thing when you have an aging quarterback, you know, that can't necessarily do the things you want him to do. So, and just to like, you know... I mean, the Steelers are dead last in rushing offense. Yeah, and it won't surprise <laughs> me if they finish there again. And again, if so, he, here's why I think it is really about Big Ben and his inability to like move. 
you know, that offense it requires him in some instances to be under center and to backpedal, right? So backpedal into like your five, seven step drop or whatever. He, he can't do that anymore. Not only that, you're at, you know, that offense requires him to do play action passes. So now you're asking him to turn, turn around, fake the handoff and all that stuff. He is not mobile enough to do that anymore. That's why you see him in shotgun. And that's why you see these like faint attempts to like run the ball out of shotgun. And that's why you, you know, you see him end up giving, they, they abandon the run and they, he throws 40 times. So I, I did, would you rather have Big Ben or would you rather have his backup in there next week? Um, at this point, I mean, they are not going to totally abandon uh, Big Ben. Um, having said that, if they go out this week against the Bengals and lose and their offense looks horrific again, there's going to be a lot of booing, I would think, in the stands and some calls for something to change. You know, what that is, I don't know, but um, it would not necessarily shock me if they say, you know, well, let's give Mason some snaps because, you know, we want to see what, what he can do. I mean, if the Steelers start I wanted to and they get beat by Cincy, I mean, uh, the Ravens, I think, are finding who they are. And we can say that the Browns finally figured out who they are. So I don't know if you can get behind in the, in the division, you know, more than one or two games. Yeah. So, the I mean, the important thing for Pittsburgh, one, is getting healthy, right? So getting healthy on defense. And we saw reports today that uh, TJ might be able to play. We'll see if he plays. I, I don't know about some of the other guys, um, whether or not they'll be able to play, but that defense needs to get healthy pretty quick uh, so they can hold teams to like 15 points or less. Uh, that's number one. Number two, um, you know, something has to change offensively. Um, Big Ben has to, you know, that line has to click, and maybe you need to like simplify what you ask them to do. And just commit more just to a power running tie you know style offense or something see how that you know try it out at least and see how that goes um but uh you know it, it could be a long season if 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 we don't fix uh this pretty quickly yeah i mean you playing the Bengals next week uh if you can't get 100 yards rushing on the Bengals because big ben is hurt and they went through rough i mean I'm going to have to stick a fork on the Steelers. Well, I'll say this about the Bengals. and, and um, So it's easy to say, oh, the Bengals, the Bengals stink. We should be able to beat them. But their defense isn't that bad. Like, their defensive line is pretty stout. So, you know, it's going to be a tough uh, tough sledding, basically, for them to really go out and try to push push them around. That's not going to happen. Well, this says through two games, they allow 95 rushing yards. So you should be able to get 100 with the number one draft choice, Harris, there. If you can't do that, then I don't know what's wrong with the Steelers. Because you, you got weapons on, on wide receiver. You got weapons on tight end. You got weapons on the running back. Your, your, your bad spot is QB. That's what it comes down to. Well, we know this, right? That's our, that's, that's our Achilles heel. Um, and... Big, you know, Big Ben needs to show that, 
you know, and, and I feel like we're putting everything on him. Again, the line needs to play better. They need to eliminate their stupid penalties. Um, so there's a lot up front that needs to get fixed too. But Ben is the leader of the team. He needs to figure out how to turn the offense around. And the coordinators need to figure out how the hell do I get uh, Najee more than 10 carries uh, in this game. You know, whether he's rushing for three yards a carry or six yards a carry, just keep feeding him the damn ball. Make sure they at least can respect that you're going to run the ball um, every now and then. And, uh, you know, I think you'll have a better chance to, you know, to, to slow down the pass rush and complete some easy passes and stuff like that if you're able to do that. So the spread right now is three and a half uh, favorite. The three and a half favorites, so they're giving the Bengals three points. The over-under is 43, 44 points. What do you predict this final score is? So, I'm not going to, you know, fool me once, you know, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. So, I'm not going to go above 20 points for the Steelers this week. Um, I'm giving the Steelers 19 and the Bengals 17. And that's with Big Ben playing? With Big Ben playing, 19-17. Okay. Okay. I think, you know, and again, we don't. it's too early at this point. It's Tuesday to figure out who's playing, especially on defense, uh, to kind of understand what kind of game um, that, you know, we should expect from Cincinnati and their offense. They got some weapons with Jamar Chase. Um, their line is not very good, though, so that's why I think if our defensive line is, you know, depending on who's playing, if we can get TJ and Highsmith and some other guys <laughs> – to uh, to rush the quarterback, get some sacks, um, then we should, you know, we can get force a few turnovers, I would think, um, and be able to like, you know, score some points. I'm sure a lot of field goals, uh, and you know, I'm not holding my breath with the Steelers' offense to all of a sudden figure it out, especially now that Big Ben is supposedly, you know, got an injured pec muscle. We'll see what kind of practice he gets. Yeah, I mean, I I was I didn't know about the Big Ben until today. So I was giving the Steelers a 27-14 win. But now that we don't know if he's playing or not, I'm still going to give them the win, but I'm not going to give them 27 points. So I'm going to drop it to like 21 points. Yeah, and I'll be happy. I'll be ecstatic if they score more than 20 because they haven't done so yet. So, no, because I really hope for that they use Najee Harris the way that he's meant to be used. I mean, he's a number one pick for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You're not using your number one draft choice as you are supposed to. So, um, with that being said, let's talk about the upsets. So, last week you had the Colts Rams with the Colts winning straight up. So what happened to with the Colts? Well, the Colts are asses. They're you know, they got to look back at the film and, and say what what the fuck happened, because they had first and goal on the one yard line, walked away with no points, and then uh, the very I think it was the very next possession, first and goal at the five, and had to settle for like a field goal or some crap like that, and then at the end of the game you still have a chance to, to win it, and then you know Carson Wentz gets hurt. It's a game they should have won. You know, period. They outplayed the Rams. And I think it goes back to what I was saying, telling you before. The Rams are a good team, right? 
They're a beatable team, though. They there's some positions where you can beat them at. You can run right, you know, right at them, which they did a little bit with Jonathan Taylor. No, they did. They had 109 total yards, and right. Carson Wentz had 37 of them. Yep. So they they did what they're supposed to. They got inside the red zone. They just they they could they had two possessions where they couldn't get any damn dang points, um, and they blew it. They should have been winning the game. And they they lost. You know, so that last drive just, you know, to, to have to put Easton in that position, I couldn't believe it. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't realize Carson's went, his injury was that serious. I saw him get nicked up. I was like, okay, well, it's the last drive. You got a chance to go down and tie the game. His ass needs to be out there. Get your, hobble your ass into the freaking huddle and figure out how to, to throw some completion so you can get like 30, 40 yards, whatever you need to, to get into field goal range. And I was a little bit surprised that he wasn't able to do that. Yeah, I, you when this game was a one o'clock game, I think it was, and I was kind of following it, and I was like, "Oh wow, you can run on the Rams if you, because they don't have really good linebackers." Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, their D line is is good, right? They're solid. Uh, it, but it doesn't matter how good your D-line is, you know, if you don't have people behind them that can actually come up and, uh, ta- you know, make some tackles. And they can, and they have been gashed in the run every now and then. Yeah, and, and Aaron Donald didn't have a sack all game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be the same against the Bucks, but I know that he's thirsty. He's looking for the sack. So, you know, I think that the Colts dropped the ball, but... They, they definitely did. And in, in, honestly, you could probably say they should have won the Seattle game too. So here they are staring at 0-2. I don't know who they play. Tennessee three. they play. Oh, geez. So, yeah, they're they're screwed, you know. And that's why I had them on – I believe I had them on the outside looking in because they're a good team, but their schedule's tough. You got Wentz with a lot of question marks. It appears he'll be out this week. And, uh, yeah, here you are. You'll be staring potentially at 0-3. So – yeah, I mean, if the Colts go in three, you can pretty much mark them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so the la- so I, I had Tennessee Seattle with Tennessee straight up getting the win. I did not see this game because I was out with my wife, but when I came out of the theater, I saw that they won thirty-three to thirty. So what happened, Ron? Uh, and I didn't get to watch the game either. Seattle was controlling the game for what I saw early, early on, but second half Tennessee took over. And Derrick Henry took over. And this is, again, the difference between a team like Tennessee that realizes, hey, Henry is our feature in this offense. We need to feature him. We need to give him the ball. 35 times, I think he had. They had 35 carries. And the Steelers with uh, Harris only giving him 10 carries. Makes no dang sense. doesn't matter what the score is. You know, if you're 10 points down, 14 points down, you cannot abandon the run. And they didn't. They didn't panic. Um... They realize that, you know, we can still run the ball uh, effectively. And they made some, uh, you know, Tannehill made some great throws. Um, and they they pulled out a win. Yeah, because it was 24-9 to in halftime. So Seattle had this going. And then Derrick Henry just exploded. Three TDs. And Ryan Tannehill didn't do any, any interceptions, didn't have any touchdowns. So he he was just a game manager at that point. Julio Jones had 128 yards, so he he got called out 
by Mike Brabel last week, and they were like, "Okay, Julio Jones, we signed you, so you do something." Another thing was that Derrick Henry caught six passes, so he was doing it all. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly, um, and that's fine. They won the game. That's all that matters. I think AJ Brown may have had a drop or two. Um, you know, he tends to do that every now and then. Tannehill's a good quarterback. I almost said great. I, he's almost on that borderline where he's great. Uh, but he's a guy I would definitely trust for sure. You know, he's definitely competent. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather have him at this, this stage uh, than Big Ben. So you can win with him. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's not going to lose you uh, any games. And, you know, uh, last, the, the first week was obviously it was surprising at that outcome but they obviously fixed it uh this week yeah i mean they lost their offensive coordinator last year he went to get the head coaching gig at atlanta which was a bad mistake by him because they pretty much stink so they didn't know what to do and i think this week they figured out no we are a running team uh ryan Tannehill, you don't need to win games for us because we know that's not your job so they went and, and did that. I I commend them for that. So we talk about upset specials. So who is your upset special for this week? That's a good question. I didn't really have a chance to like study this one too hard. I'm looking at some of these games and um, there's some games that scare me or I would be scared if I'm some of these teams. Good example is like this Chicago Cleveland game. Um, Chicago is a team you just don't know sometimes what you're going to get, but I, I do know Fields is going to be playing, and he's going to make some mistakes against Cleveland's defense, but he's going to also do some things you're just like, okay, I see why they they drafted him um, with a top pick. So I don't I don't know what that line is, but that's a game I would uh, certainly keep an eye on. Um, let's see what else we got out here. Uh, I mean, I the, the biggest lines that I saw coming in, I saw – that they had the Washington at Bills. They had nine points. They were giving the Bills nine points. They had uh, the the Bears at the Browns. They were giving the Browns, I mean, the Bears seven and a half points. So, I mean, all the other, well, they gave the Jets at Broncos 11 points, which might be actually factually true. Uh, and then again, we talked about the Bucks Rams one point. Uh, so I looked at I looked at the point spread, and I think my upset pick of the week. I'm gonna go with the Chargers over uh, KC because I don't really. What's what's that spread? I don't think the Chargers are gonna be able to pull pull that game out in Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is a really really tough place to play. And, and this is why I say the Chargers are a really good football team. They're up and coming, but they're just not quite ready just yet. Um, so I don't know what the spread is, but you're basically picking them to win out, right? I don't see them winning that game at all. Can't see that happening. Yeah, it's six and a half. Chiefs that favored by six and a half. So that tells me right there that maybe the Chiefs defense is not what is cr- meant cracked up to be. They haven't played well. They've given up a lot of points these last the first two games, so they're gonna get scored on uh, for sure. But you know, I don't the over under is fifty five points. So again, they're gonna score a lot of points in this game, and all they need to do is 
just stop the Chiefs once or twice. Uh, I don't know if they do it by turnovers. I don't know if they do it by downs. But I I think the Chargers, if they want to compete in this division, they have to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and... Um, well, yeah, like I said, I don't think they're necessarily quite ready. I think it, you know... I don't. I honestly don't know what kind of game this is going to be. I, you know, I can see them keeping it close, but I can also see them going in and getting blown out by Kansas City, to be honest with you. Yeah, I gave them... I gave them a 31-28 victory. Chargers over KC. So that's my upset special. I think that the Chargers come out... Because they, they love the coach. Herbert is ridiculously good inside the 20, so I... I think they're going to score a lot of points. It's definitely they're going to go over the 55 points. Yeah, and you mentioned one game uh, with a huge point spread. So that's Bills-Washington. I don't think Washington is going to be able to pull that game out. And I honestly think Bills are going to win by double digits potentially because Washington, they're supposed to have a great defense, and they do. They have a good defensive line, but they haven't really played that well yet. So I don't foresee them all of a sudden like figuring it out like this week against the Bills and Josh Allen. Well, watching that game against the Giants, it was very, like I said before, it was very feast of famine. You know, one play, they get a loss for nine yards, and then the next play, the Giants would do a, a 30-yard run or a 30-yard completion. So it, it's, it's hit or miss with the Washington defense, but... I think that Jack Derweer and Ron Rivera, they'll have they'll do more hits than misses against the Bills. Uh, nine nine points is a lot, and it's not the Dolphins that they're facing is Washington. But again, I don't know if that's you know that's not my my upset pick. I think the Bills will win. I just don't think that they'll do it by nine. Yeah. So well then I'm I'm gonna stick with my with not my but with the Bears uh, somehow figuring out a way to beat the Browns again uh, great job by Baker Mayfield this past week uh, he looked you know he's been impressive so far and he looked really tough this week you know taking that injury to his uh, not throwing shoulder coming back in the game and, and playing they did lose Jav- uh, Jarvis Landry they put him on. Um, uh, IR short-term IR and I don't know Beckham hasn't played yet so they're down a couple weapons so this is a game again I think the Bears have a chance to win you know Justin Fields he's a rookie but you see when he when he's on there's so just so many things he can do you know he's Cam Newton 2.0 basically um, you know he's that big that that mobile and he has a great arm um, now he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him so but, you know, I think that this is a, a sneaky, should be a sneaky good game. I think the Bears can actually pull this one out. That's so what, what um, score? Yeah. So I'm going to say it's going to be like uh, 23 to 21 Bears. You think the Bears hold them to 21 points? I do, because I think with Baker, and again, I don't know the extent of Baker's injury. Um, he looked like he was in a lot of, it, of pain, but he still played really well down the stretch. Um but you know, losing Landry, and um, I know they got some other weapons. They can still run the ball, and the Bears' defense isn't that necessarily that great anymore. Um, but I, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna stick with that uh, projection. I, would, I think they'll hold him, hold him down to 21 points. Yeah, I mean, 
Justin Fields, I don't know. I didn't watch him that. He was definitely, I wanted the New England to pick him because he has the tools. But then I'm, I'm coming around to the whole Mac Jones, you know, facet of the New England uh, era. But Justin Fields, I know he has the tools. But I think he's going to be like every other rookie quarterback, like the Zach Wilson. He, he, they think that they can do it all by themselves. They think that they can, you know what, I'm good enough. They pick me number one. I'm going to put 21 points on so-and-so. And the NFL doesn't work that way. You you have to, it's 11 players, 22. And it's just, it's you know, you can do it in baseball. You can do it in basketball. I don't think you can do it in the NFL. And starting a rookie, I think it's a good idea because he gets, you know, the confidence and he gets the reps and all that stuff. But I don't think he'll get the win this one. I think Cleveland, even if without Beckham, and he's every week, he's like, oh, no, he's going to come back this week. No, 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 he's not ready. He's going back next week. So I think he's physically there, maybe not mentally. I don't know. But they just have too many weapons, Cleveland. And I, th- I know with... with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, it's just one, just one, two punches, just lethal. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the final score. You like Chicago, I like the Browns. So. Yeah, I mean the spread. Well, I think I said it was nine, and it might be, but that is a lot of points uh, to me for a team uh, that is a little bit banged up. Um, and another. Yeah, team it's that right has, now seven and a half. Okay, so that's a little bit more realistic, but I still think, like I said, Chicago can pull it off. Everyone's high on Cleveland, and I and I can tell you know I could see why you would be, especially with Mayfield playing a lot better, and finally you know things clicking for him. Uh, having said that, you know it's one thing to say you have a good team and you're gonna you know that you should win, and it's another thing to go out and actually play the game. Um, and Cleveland's been a I think a mixed bag so far, right? I think they're one and one. They've been okay, um, but. Yeah, I mean they took care of the Houston pretty pretty well. I mean, they. But would they have won that game though with Tyrod playing? Like I said, Tyrod was playing really well, uh, and it was close initially. So, who knows? It may end up. I mean, they had 156 yards rushing, and, yeah. it, and it was against the Houston defense. But the de- the Houston only had 82 yards rushing. So. Cleveland has a better defense. They, I think that people are sleeping on that defense. The defense no, the, is good. No, the defense is good. And by the way, they stole. They didn't steal, obviously, but they took the guy wanted the Steelers to take. Forgot his name. Slips my mind. It's the, the guy in the secondary. I think it was their with their second round pick. Um, but the dude is a is a stud. I don't even know how much he's actually playing, but he's the type of guy that can, uh, you know, he can play linebacker, play strong safety. He's very aggressive. Um, he, he just was, you know, he looked like a stealer for me. Uh, but unfortunately, they, they weren't able to get him. So, no, they got good players. You know, they got good players. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like Cleveland. And I like Cleveland to win this division. I know. But I, I also like the Ravens that up and coming. I think they, I don't know how this team loses all those players to IR and still beat the Chiefs. Right. So I, this is definitely probably the toughest division, probably next to the West. But the West, we still don't know, you know, how real Denver is. Yeah. And so 
yeah, Denver. Um, and I don't know, I think I had looked at who they play this week, and I can't remember off the top of my head now. But So Denver is a team that is doing better than I think most people had thought. Carolina is a team that's playing as well as I thought they, they would. I thought that Carolina would be really good. Uh, Denver is a little bit of a surprise, but maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. I mean, Denver is playing well with Teddy Bridgewater. I think the defense is back. Some, uh, so even though they haven't really played anybody, Jacksonville Jaguars are terrible. The New York Giants are terrible. So you know the 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 uh, jury's out on the Denver Broncos until they play somebody that's really good. Yeah. So I'm looking at what the over under was for Denver. It was eight and a half. They basically had to win nine games, and so I went under. I had them less than, than nine games. So you had them over. Yeah, because I, I think that until they play somebody good, Denver Broncos have a, a decent team. I think John Elway, you know, has a good defense, and, he, and when he likes the quarterback, he likes the quarterback. And I don't think, you know, the previous quarterbacks he didn't like very much. Yeah, and then looking at, at Carolina, so we both had them over. It was seven and a half wins. They already had two wins, so they'll easily finish over. It's a playoff team for sure, a team actually that might give the Bucks a little bit of some fits, uh, unfortunately. But you know, yeah, uh, uh, Carolina's two and zero, but I want to see them again. Same thing. I wanted to see them face a decent team, even though they shut out the Saints. Uh, so I want to see them face a decent team. Same thing with Denver. Uh, the Cardinals, though, Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP candidate. Yeah, I'm not, I, we spoke about, I could speak at length about Kyler Murray. I think he is like his type of quarterback style, I think, is the future of the NFL. Having said that, I've seen this movie before, and I'm not jumping all the way on the bandwagon with the Cardinals. Are they a playoff team? Yes, they better make the playoff. I think, like I said before, someone's going to get fired if they don't make the playoffs. Um, but I'm not jumping on the bandwagon just yet. He's going to have these games where he goes crazy, and he's going to have some games where you're like, what the hell's going on? You know, he's going to have some turnovers, and they can't move the ball, they can't score, whatever. You know, and I, we don't, I don't know exactly why that happens. I think some teams just decide, you know, they, they're just able to figure him out a little bit, you know, keep him, how to keep him in the pocket, not have him running all over the damn field throwing these ridiculous passes all over the place, getting some pressure on him. Um, you know, it, again, it's still, it's week two. We're going into week three. It's still too early for any sort of MVP talks. Let's see what happens, uh, like, in the next couple weeks with Kyler Murray and what, what kind of team they really got. Well, he's my MVP front runner in week two right now because he had, the Cardinals have a good defense. They have a good wide receiving core. They have a good running back. And they have a quarterback that can toss it. I don't know how, you know, how long, because he takes he takes one good hit and he's out. He's injured. And I think he was injured last year. So right now he's the front runner for the MVP. Who's your front runner for the MVP? I'm not really into that game this early, but obviously it would be him just based on like his statistics so far. I'm just trying to think of who else. Brady, uh, if you're just looking at straight. Statistic: Brady's thrown how many touchdowns so far? Nine. Nine. It's just ridiculous, right? So Brady will probably be up there for sure. 
but you know at this point like I said I think it's too early um, and going back to like Kyler Murray for a second he's uh, he's a step up from Tua so don't get me wrong like Tua is kind of like in that same mold but Tua can't throw like to me he can't throw as well as Kyler wait a minute um, you no, there's no way you can compare Tua to Kyler Murray no I just did no no he's Tua does not run and find you open like the when you when Tua last week when he played the Patriots and he threw outside the pocket it was either a pick or an incompletion well yeah and that's you know and, and I don't think Kyler Murray's but Kyler always. Murray loves to throw outside the pocket so it's yeah. like are you that's orange and apples to me but, there's no way but I, I've seen games where Kyler Murray like if you you can control him if you keep him in the pocket and and you because uh, he's not a tall guy right so if he stays in the pocket you know, he struggles a little bit with seeing the receiver down the field and all this other stuff, right? He he plays better out of the pocket. Teams will figure that out eventually. Not every week, you know, that he's going to have some of these games where he just goes off. Uh, but some teams will start to figure him out a little bit. It just it, it happens. I've seen it with him the last couple of years already. So Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has nine TDs. Kyler Murray has seven TDs. And then you have the Chiefs with six. Seahawks with six to Rams with five. So right now, yeah, it would be TB and Kyler Murray. You're one and two for MVP. Yeah, and and um, did we do MVP picks? No, we didn't. Yeah, so I think I would have, you know, <laughs> I probably would have said um, either just based on like schedules and everything. I probably would have said Tom Brady. Or like Dak Prescott. I thought Dak Prescott would come back and have like an unbelievable year. And he's played really well. Had a really good game one. I don't know what he did this past week. I didn't look at his numbers, but um, but it's a long season. Let's wait till at least like week seven or eight before we start talking. About he didn't anything. do that well last this game against the Chargers. They barely won. They won in the last second. I mean, if I'm looking at the numbers, they only have three touchdowns over and. Uh, uh, at passing offense so it's not to me to be the mvp you have to do a week in a week out you can't take a week off and i think Dak took a week off or maybe the defense was good i don't know no it was a different game plan they say you know what we're gonna run the ball with uh with uh their running back so that's what they did well then that's not your mvp <laughs> then you, you're saying that zach elliott or zeke elliott has to get touches for this team to win well, no, because they could have won. They they could have won in Tampa, right? And Zeke barely touched the ball. Dak threw it all over the field through 400 yards. It it just depends on the team that you're playing, what sort of offense you're running, and that's why I told you before, like with Dak and that team week one. Yeah, if they if you ask them to throw 400 times to win the game, he can do it. Yeah, if you ask Zeke to run the ball and Tony Pollard to run the ball 15 plus times. They can do it. They they're solid. They they and they're gonna do whatever it takes to win. So you're not gonna see. I don't think you want them throwing 40 times every single game. So he was 23, 23 or 27 for 237. So he did throw a pick, uh, but 23 of 27. That's a. I'll take that any day. Trust me, I would take that. Any yeah, day. you would take that, Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah, you would. That, but he's not. Until he actually comes out and starts winning games, you know, that are he blowing people out. And I think this week, 
they're not exactly off off the you know they're not exactly being being the staff i think i saw the the odds for them this week it didn't look very like they were going to take charge yeah so people are are i agree so i've looked at some power rankings for a couple different um you know uh, analysts and i'm still seeing the cowboys way down there at like 16 17 18 so people have not like bought in yet uh with the cowboys that they're going to be a good team and i think that eventually is going to change i think the cowboys are a really good team um you know you just look at what they did against the Chargers. we think we all think the Chargers are a good team a pretty good team and they went out and beat the chargers without either of their defensive ends they moved their linebacker their first round pick to defensive end and, yeah, uh, they play the Cowboys. They have four. The the they given the Eagles four points. Even though I was looking at the rushing stats, and the Eagles have rushed the balls, the ball third, third among the teams to through games. So they're a rushing team. Uh, I just think that four points. I don't know. That's that's almost close to a toss up. Almost three. It's gonna be a beatdown. So. I'm not a gambling person, but if I was, I would put like the house on this game. In Dallas, uh, you know, you got Philly going to Dallas on a Monday night, is it? Um, or we don't know what, what game this is. What's no, this game? Is. Yeah, it's Monday night, so, September 27th. So you're asking Jalen Hurts and an offense, again, a team that finished with like, I want to say four wins last year or less. To go into Dallas and only lose by four points, uh, no, nah, I mean with Dak back, nah, it is gonna be, a, in my eyes, I, this can easily get to like 15 plus points. Well, right now they have a 51, 51 point over under, which they they should break easily. I just don't know, you know. What team is going to show up? Is it going to be the running team for the Eagles or is it going to be the passing team? Because they they have a good wide receiver. Dallas? They have No, good. Dallas. I'm talking about the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles have some speedy receivers. They they got their first round pick, uh, Smith. <clears throat> and, they, you know, they got some, they got some, you know, a couple weapons. They got some decent tight ends. They're getting up there in age. Um, but, you know. They're going to hit some big... They may hit a big player too, but they're not going to be able to keep up with Dallas. I think Dallas can go up and down the field um, against them. Dallas scored, you know, they, they beat the Chargers. The Chargers has a, have a really, really good defense, right? This is... Now they're playing the Eagles. Um, they're they're going to... This should be a beatdown. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not picking the Cowboys on this one. Sorry. Uh... Or the Eagles. I I just I gotta see what the Cowboys defense is made up first. Yeah, because I know they lost uh, an uh, defensive lineman, right? Yeah, Lawrence is down for a few weeks, but like I said, they put the rookie Parsons, Michael Parsons, in, and he was outstanding at you know outside linebacker. So, um, and I think the Eagles' defense is is decent. It's not as bad as you think it is. No, it's not. But again, this game is at home. You know, it's not like it's in Philly. This game's in Dallas. So, 
it's a lot different playing at home or anywhere, period, with fans in the stands. The, the whole environment is completely different. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I definitely want everyone to win this week, but uh, this this is gonna determine how the the rest of the league goes, right? This week. Yeah, and um, you know, we last week we forgot to talk about the Giants. And I don't want to forget them this week. And I'm trying to figure out who they play. Because I know in a few weeks we're going to bring Chris back to talk about what he thinks. about. The they Giants. play the Falcons there. The Giants are actually, uh, the Falcons are given three points. It's in New York. What, what are your thoughts overall with the, with the Giants? I think the, Giant, the Giants are a good team. I, I think that... They're not very well coached, but they have, you know, they have Saquon Barkley, which they're not utilizing. No, he's just not running the ball well. He, like, in Sa- Saquon is my favorite running back in the league. He is just not the same. I think he just doesn't trust his leg uh, right now, and, you know, hopefully that, that'll go away. But, um, you know, you, you say the Giants are a good team. You gave them four wins. <laughs> you know, you gave them... Well, I said they're a good team, but they're not, they're not coached very well. <laughs> so, well. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to have a good team and be coached well. So yeah. four wins is about right. I gave so I had went under. I'm looking at this uh, over under again for the Giants. So it was seven and a half, and I had them winning six. Uh, right now they're zero and two. Here's one thing I will say about the Giants. Um, I mean, straight up, should they need to beat the Falcons, right? Oh, they will. They will. They'll. If they lose to the Falcons, they're a lot worse than I thought. Um, they, Daniel Jones has actually played pretty well. Last week, I think, did he have a turnover? I can't remember if he had a turnover against Washington. No, he had no turnovers. Right. Week one, he had that ridiculous, critical uh, fumble that killed him. But last week, he avoided it. Daniel Jones can play. This is the thing that's frustrating with him because when you see him with a clean pocket, he makes every single throw that you know you can ask a quarterback to make, but he just doesn't take care of the ball consistently. So that's a problem. <coughs> I so. think I think that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but I, I, when you look into his eyes, it's almost like he has this monkey on his back. He's he doesn't look very relaxed. He doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. I feel like he's, you know, carrying the weight of New York. Like, oh man, I can't. I gotta, I gotta play good in this game, or they're gonna boo me, or are they gonna replace me? I don't know. He has this weird look on his face, like, you know, like a deer in the headlights. I don't know. It's just he's a good player. He needs to relax. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Like you said, if they don't beat the Falcons, um, they are they then they might go in fifteen. I don't know, cause the Eagles are looking frisky. So I don't know who they're gonna be. They're not gonna be Dallas. Then there might be Washington. But I I thought those Eagles were gonna be easy wins. But now I don't think so anymore. Yeah, they're not zero and fifteen. Bad. They're they're 
they're pretty, they're a good, they have some talent. They're a decent team that doesn't know how to win. Um, <clears throat> and it would help as I'm coughing to death, but it would help if Saquon can, can uh, you know, get some confidence back and they can rely on him a little bit more. But Daniel Jones, like, he's, you know, he's so athletic. Um, his arm is so strong. He could really be, you know, take away the turnovers um, and you keep the weapons around him. He could be one of the top, you know, I'd say 15 quarterbacks in this league. I but, mean, dropping passes doesn't help, right? Yeah, so the drops doesn't help. Evan Ingram not playing ever doesn't help. Um, but at the same time, you got to take care of the football. Can't You know, you can't just point the finger at other people. You, you know, you're the one fumbling. You're the one, you know, <clears throat> that's throwing some interceptions. So, so yeah, so I'm looking over their sheet right now for the win. So, we you gave them, we actually gave them wins against Atlanta. Uh, do you think they could still beat the Orleans? No. You think they can beat Dallas? No. No. They can't beat the Rams? No. <laughs> can they beat Carolina? <laughs> we <Does> had, it? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it looks like no, they cannot beat Carolina. They're not gonna beat Kansas City. So they, you say this is not an 0-15 team. I don't know. I don't know about that. No. I think that the next couple of games, if they don't beat Atlanta, if they don't beat Atlanta, they, <laughs> they can. By the time the bye week comes, which is going to be before they play Tampa, they, they can be, you know, 0-9. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's start one win at a time. So let's start this week. You know, let's let's see if they can figure out this week. Because we, we thought that they were going to beat Denver, but they didn't. So they already started off in the wrong foot. Yeah. And they're definitely not beating Atlanta. And again... Eagles, I thought it was easy victory, but not anymore. And they don't play the Eagles to Week Twelve, and who knows? Jalen Hurts could be like a superstar by then. I don't know. I know. He has, so, he has a long way to go. Yeah, so he might be learning on the job. I don't know. I don't know about this Giants team. This it doesn't look good, Chris. Sorry, Chris. It just doesn't look good. Then you got Dallas again, Los Angeles, Chicago. Maybe they beat Washington again. I don't know. I oh, they lost against Washington, but I think yeah, they might be a one in one in sixteen team. No, they're not. I don't think they're that bad. <laughs> but are they four? Do you see six victories here? I still do. Like yeah, they who? Did. They'll so they'll start off this week. Okay, that's one. Where are the other five coming uh, from? So they, you know, the Carolina game. I think I, you know Carolina's played so well. It's hard to see me now changing uh, or, or seeing them pull that game off but all right so then you give them carolina that's two victories where do you see the other the other four so you got <laughs> let's scroll down you got philly you got the dolphins who i think are you know again isn't that good so that's um, four victories where where do you see the other two i had the raiders you think they could be the Raiders? Yeah, yeah listen. Oh, wow. Wow, listen. you're drinking the juice. You're listen, drinking the juice. I'm not saying the Raiders are a terrible team. Obviously, they're a good team, but, you know, they can they can beat them. And they, they'll probably – I had them splitting with Washington, so that's the last win right there. So, at the end of the season. But they're not – they're – let's just put it this way. I hope, for Chris's sake, Daniel continues to play well. 
eliminates the turnovers and keeps them in it. That way they can at least blame somebody else for, for them not having a good season. Well, if you know New York Giants fans, you know that the fact that they have the team already started 0-2, it's not sitting well mm-hmm. with them. And if they don't beat Atlanta next week, some hands going to be rolling. And maybe that... Maybe he's the first coach to be fired. It's the uh, uh, what's his name, Joe Bud or Bo Judge? I don't know what his name is. Joe Judge. Was this isn't this his first year though? Yeah, this first year. Yeah, they're not firing him. <laughs> they they've done it before, and I, and I think that Owen two, Owen three. Mm. No, he's he's not getting fired. So who who do you think is the first coach to get fired? First coach to get fired this season. First of all, I don't necessarily seeing it ha- see it happening during the season. It'll happen at the end of the season. Okay, though, so who's going to be? My pick is if they go 0-3, this is the first guy that's going to gonna go. Because no, it's no. we're talking about the New York Giants, We talk, and they're going to start fresh because if they finish with a losing record, which we it seems like they are, they're going to have a good top high pick which Chris told us that's what he's hoping for (laughs) so they're gonna draft the quarterback and they're gonna be like no you're not gonna get your hands on this new quarterback so yeah I don't you know I I think it's a year you're probably not gonna see a lot of turnover Um, the one coach I would say is on the hot has always been on the hot seat beginning of the year and will remain there and especially now because he wanted to avoid this situation is uh, Matt Nagy you know, he wanted Dalton to play and not have it to worry about fields, right? So they can use that as his excuse to extend his career there in Chicago. But now with Fields, they drafted and is, is going to be playing. And for how long, we don't know yet, but he'll be playing. If Fields goes out there, let's say, and plays four games, and he goes 0-4 as a starter, Matt Nagy could lose his job. Um, I, you know, I still don't see it happening mid-year, but um, he can definitely be be one of the top you know, first coaches to lose their job. I'm going to say that Irvin Meyer might be a one and done. No, <laughs> Him, I, I, I think if the if the price is right and he gets bought out by a good good college, he's out because he does. I'm telling you, the offensive coordinator was picked by the owner, not him. And the defensive coordinator, same thing, was picked by the owner, not him. So he's walking into a situation that he's not, you know, like Pillbot Shells once says, he didn't get to pick the groceries. He doesn't get to do what he wanted to do. So so I think this New York Giants head coach is on the hot seat. The Jacksonville is on the hot seat. And... Maybe if the Colts start 0-3, maybe the Colts head coach is in the hot seat. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that's actually a pretty good one. Not 0-3. I think we got to give them a, a few more games, but you're right. They have some high expectations. And again, with their quarterback going down, that doesn't help. We'll see how long he misses. But that's always, I think it helps them, right, because they can use that as an excuse. But if he goes out there and plays and they're losing, and he lost these two, two first games, then you can say, well, you know, damn, we gave you a good team for several years now. Several years. You said quarterback was the missing piece. We got you Phillip Rivers last year. And it didn't make the playoffs even though they lost. Yeah. 
and now we got you you Wentz, and you're you're potentially not making the playoffs. So yeah, I could see him being on a hot seat at the end of the season, but I think it's way too early for hot seat conversations. It's way too early for MVP conversations. Uh, let's get to week seven or eight, and then we can start having some real uh, conversations about that. So basically, see, it's easy for you to say that because you're not part of that fan base. It's easy to say, hey, let's wait to week six. No, these people want to win now. These people, like they said, they don't want, you know, people to get hurt. They're out there playing this game. Granted, they get paid millions of dollars. They don't want to go look up and be like, oh, we're 0-3. Oh, we're 0-4. Yeah, I mean, there's certain, there's certain te- yeah, if you're a fan of the team. And, and I think and you're in a situation like go back to Bears again, where you've seen Mac Nagy enough to know that you know you want him gone. Uh, then he, there's nothing he can do to change your mind. You want him out regardless, right? So I just don't think uh, owner or you know a GM is going to pull that trigger uh, unless something drastically goes wrong um, in the middle of the season. So. No, I mean I agree. I don't think that they'll do it mid mid season, but. If the team starts 0-3, 0-4, you can start placing your bets. <laughs> you can start seeing it, you know, from far, far away. This coach is a goner. Because, I mean, you can't say that about the Jets coach because, he, you know, this is his first year. And he, I think he's kind of changing the culture. And he has, you know, he has a brand new quarterback. So, you know, I think there's leverage there. But when you talk about the Giants... You bring him back almost the same exact players. You bring him back Barkley. You bring him back Jones. All you're doing is mixing up the coaching. You want different results. And I don't think that if. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you give me a pile of shit, you know, you can't expect, like, you know, filet mignon out of it, right? So. You think Saquon Barkley is a pile of shit? Well, I, I'm j- that's one player, yeah. That's what I mean. It's, but, it's not the same situation. But the, you, you just said it yourself. You're going to a team that's you're brand new to, right? You, no coach, I don't care who you are, can change the culture of an organization in one one year, right? Much less two weeks. So it's going to take them some time. I think any coach that gets hired should always be given a minimum of two years to to uh, for them to really make the cultural changes that that it need because it is a cultural thing like <clears throat> no, the I don't Giants think, are used to losing I think right? you and bring in vet- veterans that know how to win if you if you're not winning if you are not winning or at least going 500 in your first year you didn't bring the right players so you didn't bring the right players so what do you mean by that you didn't mix the veterans you need you know because but I mean, how is that free- on their, their first year coach <clears throat> because you have to you know, if the GM hired you, then you tell the GM, you know, I want these players. Can so, you afford them? Can you? And then we talking about the New York Giants where they got deep pockets. Well, I can tell you, like, there's a lot of first-time coaches this year that are going to finish below 500. We just talked about Urban Meyer being one of them. <clears throat> there ain't no way in hell they're finishing 500. They might not make more than two wins this season, right? You look at the Texans, who actually played okay. They're not going to win more than two or three games. Oh, well, uh, the, the they, Texans are—they're not, not going to win three games. They already won one. Yeah, they won one. <laughs> one, that's it, right? So, but they're not going to fire their coach when they are in a complete rebuild. Well, um, I think that we knew they were going to be a rebuild because without Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, but I mean, so at the end of the day, you gotta 
you got to give the coach some an opportunity to work with what he has, change the culture within the organization, and then also, like you said, bring people in, which takes time. <clears throat> you need several draft classes, several off-season uh, periods. And again, some coaches have more uh, pull than others. So some coaches can say, hey, I want this player, I want this player. And others don't even have any of that. They don't have a choice. The GM is going to pick whoever they want to. So <clears throat> That's why I, I pick Urban Meyer the first one out because even though he's getting paid top dollars, the situation was not ideal for him. I think he went into that team. Like, if anyone expected, if the expectations were hit for him to win seven or eight games, which I think some people did have that expectation, they're foolish because you can't, this is the NFL, you don't win just because you have a good coach or a good quarterback. No, it takes a while for you to build some talent around that. It's a talentless, you know, sorry to say it, <clears throat> team where players uh, like Ramsey, like Fournette, and like a whole bunch of others wanted to get the hell off the team. So, and that's what they did. So it is, it is void of talent and they're starting from scratch. So you think the Lions are going to keep Dan Campbell? I mean, know about two years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and it's not me saying I think Dan Campbell's necessarily a great coach. And he's who they need. Um, but, yeah, like, you, like I said, there's no way you can just have those sort of expectations. Now, there's certain situations. Like, I, I'm thinking back now to, like, uh, Greg Schiano, I think it was, for Tampa, or for whatever team he had, like, lasted one year. There's certain situations where you're like, damn, this guy has no freaking clue what the hell he's doing, and you, you need to get get him out after one year, and that's what they did, but... Um, you think the Falcons are going to keep Arthur, Arthur for there for two, minimum two years? Yeah, what does he have? What is he working with? Like, a depleted roster, an aged, aging quarterback... No, you got to give him a chance with a young young quarterback that he can groom. Yeah, you got to give these guys a chance. He he doesn't have a young quarterback. He's he comes coming in with Matt Ryan as his as his QB. So he has an established QB. He has a good passing offense. That always is this, that isn't always a good thing to have an aged veteran on your team and not players around him. Uh, that's not necessarily always a, a good thing. So that, that team is not very good. We know that. Atlanta's not a good team, especially on defense. So there's only so much you can expect him to do to be able to fix. I just feel like all these first-year coaching staff, is they're going to get feasted on by the NFL. And I don't think that they're all going to make the second year. I think the Giants and the Jaguars, I think... They're not gonna do year two for them, and I'll I only say this about uh, Urban because Urban Meyer because you know that tweet the team is already tweeting. <laughs> no, he's here to stay. Why do you have to tweet that? Who's who's tweeting that? Though? Jacksonville Jaguars are tweeting. Oh, he's here for the long run. The Jacksonville Jaguars tweeted. Well, they're so they're tweeting to reassure their fans, like. And, Ignore that. That's why you can't listen to the pundits, right? Who, because he's 0-2 and there's this job opportunity, you know, over here that he's going to abandon ship. But, you or know. that he should abandon ship. Because he shouldn't. 
You know, he shouldn't. Have been but this ship. thing is perception is reality. If the fans think he's gonna leave, because that's no, his. The fans don't think that. If they don't think that's that. his, well, why would the Jaguars tweet that out? Because the the stupid pundits on ESPN, <laughs> NFL Network, and all those other channels would say, "Oh, there's a coaching vacancy here. Maybe Urban Meyer will be off, be better off." In college, you know that's an ass. It's like the same stupid ass pundits who said, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers is washed up, or his attitude stinks." Well, yeah, then they just come out and freaking blow the freaking, you know, the gates off this this team yesterday. You can't, you know, this, we're on this whole week to week thing, and sometimes day to day nonsense. You know, you can't believe any of the pundits of what they say. They, they're just looking for clickbait. Ignore the hype. Urban Meyer is there for the long haul. He's not going to abandon ship at any point and look like a big-ass loser um, who wasn't able to, like, cope with the NFL because that's exactly what he would look like. No, he's not. He's there to fix it, you know, so it's going to take take a few years. Okay. All right. If you say so, if you are the, ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars and you tweet out, he's here for the long run, I think you're in trouble. I think that doesn't bode well, even if it's just your marketing team and they get, oh, you know, I'm getting calls from fans thinking that Mike, that Urban nah, Meyer is going to leave. Nah, it's not fans, I'm um, telling you. They wouldn't it's, do it for the pundits, though. Yeah, they why, do. I'm telling you. Why pundits, would a team care what the pundits think? They do. <laughs> they, 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 you know, teams care about what pundits say, you know, how they, you know, how they criticize, like, all the criticism that they get. You know, teams respond to that crap. You know, and uh, it's not the fans, you know, that's saying that. It's it's the it's well, the, even if the, it was the fans, it'd probably be like one person. It's the analysts who are saying it, trying to get the fans all riled up. Yes, but the fans aren't the ones who are like believing it. No, it's just it's just it's just bull bull crap, baloney. All right. So, so on that note, uh, we're gonna go into week three. So let's end it there. Ron, I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I uh, so yeah, we um, <clears throat> it's your wife's birthday, and uh, so we're not going to necessarily be able to see most of the games on Sunday. Yeah, we should be able to watch the four thirty games. Mm-hmm. And now uh, this a decent, this a decent, you know, four thirty games next week. So we should be all right. Yeah. Uh, so. Be safe, be good, and we'll see you. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.